Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Grid Gossip episode 20. My name is Dell, along with my co-host Julie. What's poppin' yo? Good morning. We are coming at you live on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, ready to eat some turkey and some sides. Yeah. I think I'm most looking forward to mashed potatoes. That's your favorite side? Yeah, I just like love mashed potatoes. Really? Yeah, like love. Yeah, those are good. That wouldn't be my favorite side. I would say stuffing is probably my favorite side. Yeah, it's like the weakest side in my opinion. I, I think for me, it's just because I, I never have stuffing unless it's Thanksgiving and then it goes away for a year. So it's always nice. Y'all to... eat mashed potatoes often? Uh, not, I wouldn't say often, but definitely more than once a year. Okay. Usually at like a restaurant, like if it's like steak and mashed potatoes or I feel like mashed potatoes or some sort of like potato dish is always a, a solid yeah, side. Like with the gravy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean when we were in different. when we were in Austin, right? That pork chop I had at uh had mashed potatoes. Justine's had um scalloped Ooh, potatoes. Scalloped potatoes with, are good. With that kind of uh jus on top. So you know, I mean it was not mashed, but same concept. So that's what I mean. Okay. I say stuffing once a year. But yeah, definitely excited. Where are you guys doing your thing? Uh, we're going out to Wimberley later today. Nice. To spend it with Brian's parents. Okay. Okay. Very cool. We will be here. Your parents are coming. Your brother, uh, they are coming tonight. So Exciting. Yeah. So we'll we'll have them here on Thursday. Um, I think they leave Friday morning. I think your brother has to work. So pretty low key. How was the rest of your weekend, beginning of this week? Um, weekend was good. Didn't do terribly much, which was nice. Brian went golfing on Sunday, so I got to have like a day all to myself. Very nice. So Luna and I took several naps and watched all the TV that he won't watch with us. Very nice. Very nice. I, uh, your sister, we're, we're uh, working on uh, floor plans for a new house, and your sister vetoed a, a very massive golf simulator room. I mean, it was going to be very epic. So it's been pared down to um, a decent size. So we're excited about that. But no golfing for me. It is too damn cold here, 30 degrees this morning. So yeah, Nick's day on the yeah, golf. Yeah, it's the temperatures are starting to cool down here. I mean, I have my space heater on, but I've been using that for months now. But I mean, it's 55. That's that's cold. Yeah, but golfable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the high today will be 77. So we just have like really large swings throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you can't complain with that though. So F1 was where I spent most of my time this weekend. It was a pretty exciting race. We'll get into that, and uh, we'll talk about uh, you know where we go from here. Two races left. And uh, I don't think it could really be any tighter. I mean, it really it just comes down oh, to who's going to win I can't even races. think about it. It gives me agita. I know. It makes me super anxious, too. I actually just saw an Instagram post. It was a meme. And it's like, you know, while all the fans are, like, super anxious over the last two races, Max is doing, like, a, you know, a simulator pro race. And he's, like, you know, on his computer just looking super calm as fuck. <laughs> he does seem really calm. Like, even in all the interviews, he's just, like, Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I at first I thought that whole like facade, I thought it was a facade. I thought it was very just him trying to play it down. But it just seems like that's who he is. He just doesn't really care. He just day by day living his life as an F1 driver. I mean, he's going to have so many chances for for championships. I guess it doesn't really matter. But 
I think it's probably good for him that he doesn't feed into like the drama or anything like to be able to stay like calm, cool and collected in comparison to like last year where he was like rage central. Like he must have gotten a lot of therapy. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a it's your girl, Kelly. Yeah, maybe perhaps because they weren't really dating last year, right? Not until like December. So, yeah, exactly. I think Kelly's um, a positive influence. Very positive influence. Like you got to be a role model as a stepdaddy. Exactly. Exactly. And to keep her around, I'm sure. You can't be acting like a child. So good for no. him. Good for her. Um, very cool. Well, we will uh, let's jump into Qatar. Uh, you want to go through the fun facts about Qatar? Sorry, my computer screen went off. So funny thing happens. Julie gets her computer back up and running. We record the episode and we find out after the fact her voiceover never picked her up the rest of the episode. So we'll cut here and uh, it's just me going solo the rest of the episode on a re-record. Sorry for the back and forth, but hey, sometimes these things happen and we just want to keep it real. Peace, guys. Here I am, given our crazy schedules, re-recording without her. It feels awkward, but we're going to crank through it. I think where we should start is really just some fun facts about Qatar. So as most of you guys know, Qatar is hosting the World Cup next year. So that is really going to put them on the map from a sporting standpoint. This is the first time, I believe, there's been an F1 race in Qatar. Um, they have a 10-year deal with F1 starting in 2023 to race um, in that country, although it will be at a different circuit. I, I think they're doing a street circuit, but don't quote me on that. Um, according to the stats, the F1 race this weekend was the most attended sporting event in Qatar's history, which is pretty cool. Obviously, the World Cup will break that um, next year, but uh, a couple other cool fun facts about Qatar. Qatar is the safest country in the world. I'm going to let that sink in. I'm sure there's people in other countries that are maybe saying, no, I think it's this country. I think it's that country. But Google says it's Qatar, at least as of recent. Uh, and it's the third flattest country in the entire world and officially has no forestation. This week, there were a few celebs in Qatar. You had David Beckham was uh, chilling in the McLaren garage. There were a few videos of him interacting with Christian Horner. Um, I did not know this. Julie had mentioned it in our pre-record, I guess, but uh, I had no idea. I I guess I forgot. Horner is married to a Spice Girl. And so is David Beckham, as we all know. So uh, they were were chatting it up. Um, Obviously, he was connecting with Lewis on the grid as they are both Brits, but um, David Beckham made his presence felt. And then you had George Lucas, the uh, famous movie maker, George Lucas, I, I wasn't aware he was a big F1 fan, but I guess he is. Not a big Bollywood follower myself, but if you are, there were multiple Bollywood stars also in attendance. So that was a celeb scene in Qatar. It'll be interesting to see what, if any, celeb sightings you have in, in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure there will be some. Obviously, you have uh, Tiesto and Bieber and a couple other folks performing. So, race weekend. Let's recap it really quickly. Qualifying, fairly standard um, as far as the action. Q1, Mazda Spin, Schumacher, Gio, Latifi, and Kimi out. Uh, Q2 had some big names. Russell, Ricardo, Leclerc, Stroll, Perez. All did not make it to Q3. 
some big names in there. And then uh, your top five were Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, Gasly, Alonso. Last lap of Q3. This would be a recurring theme, but Gasly had a puncture. He pulled to the far right of the main straight as the rest of the cars were finishing their other hot lap. And we had a few folks fly through uh, single and double yellows, specifically Signs, Bottas, and Verstappen. All were summoned to the stewards. And Signs got off. Bottas hit with a three grid spot penalty. Verstappen, five for going through a double yellow. So your starting grid, one, two, three, was Hamilton, Gasly, Alonso. So a little bit of a shakeup there for sure. As you would expect, Christian Horner, not a huge fan of the penalty. Called out one of the marshals, specifically calling him a rogue marshal, um, which uh, Michael Mossy did not take kindly to. Uh, he was given a reprimand, and um, you know Christian Horner continues to fire out straight heat when he feels the need, and I respect it. So for the race, we had, uh, like I mentioned, Hamilton, Gasly, Alonso, uh, one, two, three, pretty clean lap one. Uh, Lewis got away. And that was pretty much the race for him as he would take the, the win. Nice little battle between Alonzo and Gasly early on with Alonzo passing Gasly in lap, uh, turn four. Max had a great run to turn one. Um, he was in fourth at turn one. He eventually passed Gasly and Alonzo to jump into second. That was his, his race. Most of the action really came between Alonzo and Perez uh, in the middle portion of the race. Red Bull was on a two-stop strategy with Perez. So they brought him in when he was in third ahead of Alonzo. They, they two-stopped it. Alonzo uh, pulled into third on a one-stop strategy and was able to make that work, landing himself on the podium, which was exciting to see. The, the main theme of the day was really the, uh, the, the tire situation. This circuit was chewing up tires, specifically the left front. We had Batas, who was running extremely long on medium tires. He was the last one to pit. In the uh, first stint, he punctured at lap 30. Actually, it was lap 33, so that, that's a very long stint on mediums. Uh, he punctured left front, and that was pretty much his race. He came back out, did a few laps, and then DNF'd. Russell punctured on a one-stop strategy, what was meant to be a one-stop strategy. Lap 51 on hards. Uh, Latifi punctured on hards as well the next lap. Uh, he was also going for a one-stop strategy. So after the Latifi puncture, he had to pull over on the circuit, launched a virtual safety car for about three laps, and this was a 57-lap race. So therefore, um, with only a lap and a half, two laps to go, uh, that that pretty much was your race. So I liked the circuit. I thought the circuit was pretty neat. Uh, seemed very fast, which was cool. Only one DRS zone, one main straight. You know, Mercedes seemed very fast again, very, very fast. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, all in all, pretty good race. It's always fun to see these guys have some punctures, especially when it tends to be a common theme. You know, uh, it wasn't a track that they had raced at before. So, you know, sometimes you learn these things on the first go. Podium, Hamilton, Verstappen, Alonso, Perez ended up fourth, Ocon fifth, Stroll sixth. So good, good finish for him. The Ferrari boys, seventh and eighth signs leading the pack there. McLaren uh, just had an abysmal triple header. Norris, ninth. Ricardo, 12th. McLaren has fallen behind Ferrari for the third spot in the Constructors by 39 points with two races to go. So looking pretty good for the 
for the Tifosi out there. Alpine third and fifth with Alonzo on the podium, as I mentioned. Ocon had a great race with uh, with a fifth place spot. And uh, Alpine has moved into the five spot in the constructors ahead of Alphatari. So um, some pretty exciting stuff happening in Alpine. They've been pretty solid with those two coming back next year. It should be pretty interesting. So, so that was your race. You know, like I said, I enjoyed it. It's, it's very interesting to see Lewis on this run. I think the Red Bulls got to be a little nervous. That car seems extremely fast. Toto went on record to say that they will have Lewis loaded up with the air quotes, spicy Brazil engine. For the last two races so we can imagine they're going to dial up the the power unit and the power modes on that engine since they only have two races ago so very low chance of that thing dying out i just put that into the universe so hopefully it didn't jinx it and you know max and, and red bull they they have some work to do to figure out how to close close the door on this championship so a lot of stuff going on there a lot of a lot of a lot of angst you know if you're a max fan you got to be nervous if you're a lewis fan we've been nervous all year um, so it's, uh, it's going to be exciting to see you know, both groups of fans go to the final. I will say as intense and nauseating as it is to think about these last few races, specifically if you're a Max or a Lewis or a Mercedes or Red Bull fan, let's not take this season for granted. I've only been a fan for three, four years now, but you can do a quick Google search. A lot of these seasons, they, a lot of these championship races, they don't come down to the last, you know, race or two. You know, the first few seasons of being a fan, Lewis typically had the championship wrapped up by like the U.S. Grand Prix. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't leave a lot of excitement for the the, the remaining, you know, six, seven, eight, nine races. Um, but this year, I mean, it, every race has just had so much on the line. So let's let's enjoy it. Man, I, I don't know how, how Lewis and, and Max stay so calm. You know, Lewis seems always just very chill and Max is playing video games, you know, not giving a care in the world. So. Good for them, because I, I am sick to my stomach. Covering off-grid gossip. Jeez, you know, this is where Julie usually takes the cake here. She uh, wanted to talk about the Lando Carlos golf game. I guess they reenacted their their little Brazil connection at the start of the race. It's good to see that those guys are, are still tight. I think Netflix does such a good job of, you know, uh, the dramatization, if you will. And I think it was last season they made it seem like those guys may be divided because, you know, Science was going to Ferrari, but um, clearly they're like best of buds. So those guys got out to the links before uh, the event. Um, big news that came out early last week, just after we had recorded. Yeah, Gio out, Gan Yu Zhao from China in. Uh, he is uh, in F2 currently. I believe he's in second place in F2, still has a chance for the championship. I like him. Um, I, I just think he's going to be pretty solid brings in a little bit more diversity, which is always nice. And um, I, I can't imagine he's not bringing in a good amount of, uh, you know, advertisement and logo money. I think that'll be a pretty cool combo with Bottas next year over at Alpha. And um, Geo's out. So it'll be interesting to see what Geo does. I'm not terribly surprised. I don't think any of us were, but it did take a while for them to get to that decision. Obviously with Andretti being in the news about potentially buying out the team supposedly that delayed their decision but ultimately uh they're going with a guy that i think a lot of us thought they would i thought the big news for off-grid gossip not that this is new news but it's like being official on like facebook back in the day gasly brought katarina to the paddock i don't believe it's the first time he's done that although if it is so be it 
The big news for me was that he put her in the car. That's about as official as you can make your relationship when you're an F1 driver. Way, way, way too good of a catch for Gasly, like way beyond his level. So he should he should rock that up. But uh, yeah, Katarina was on the scene in Qatar. Only other off-grid gossip news worth mentioning. Vettel and Mick Schumacher teaming up for Germany for the Race of Champions in Sweden in December. Uh, Valtteri Bottas and Mika. Mika! Teaming up as well. Obviously, a handful of other drivers will be uh, participating in that event. But uh, cool to see Vettel and Mick uh, teaming up. That seems like a really good uh, mentorship. And, and Vettel continues to be that guy. That guy. So, uh, so that was that was your week. Uh, that was the end of a, a very rapid and, and very crazy event-filled triple header. We now have a week off, and then we get to the final double header of the season, and uh, it's all on the line. So I'm excited for it. I know Julie's really excited for it. I'm sure all race fans are excited for it. Hopefully, regardless of who wins, you know, people stay extremely positive. I know there's been a lot of a lot of tension this year between Lewis fans and Max fans, and taking a lot of different turns, you know, for good and for worse. So hopefully, you know, whichever way it ends up, um, you know, we can all look back on this season and just say, wow, like this season brought a lot of people together for common good, which is to enjoy the sport of F1, to grow it, um, to appreciate, you know, the the expertise and efforts that go into the sport and, you know, uh, to introduce new, new cultures and, and, and new, um, New, new places, you know, uh, and I think that's really what, for me, is what got me in F1, and hopefully we can all keep that in mind when we get to the end of the season. Anyways, that was uh, your week in review. Um, Julie and I will be back next week to get you ready for uh, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, and uh, we'll be back to our normal banter and making sure that Julie's technology actually works. In the meantime, feel free to interact with us on Instagram at gridgossipf one and we will catch you guys later. Have a great holiday for the States. Otherwise, to everyone else, have a great rest of your week and weekend.